Hey, Hyvie and Steve here with a quick message about our amazing sponsor, Timeless Pints Brewery. You know, Timeless Pints is local right here in Southern California, off the 405 freeway, Cherry Avenue exit, right next to the Long Beach Airport. And they are open and filling growlers during the coronavirus crisis. Chris and Mary are there during the week. Stacy is there on the weekends. And they can fill your growler so that you can stay home, do what you're supposed to be doing for coronavirus, and uh, enjoy your timeless pints in the comfort of your own home while socially distancing and keeping everyone else safe and healthy from your germs. They've got all different kinds of beer, stouts, porters, light beer, dark beer, Belgians, and it's all delicious. They make it here on site at Timeless Pints right here in Lakewood. What more do you want? Go down, get your growler filled, and enjoy the best beer in Southern California in the comfort of your own home. For hours and beer availability, you can look them up on Facebook at Timeless Pints Brewing Company or follow them on Twitter at Timeless Pints. And when you go down, say hi to Stacy or Chris or Mary. Make sure you tell them the Wretched Hive sent you. Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Well, Disneyland may still be closed. And Batu West may be unavailable, but Batu East is open, and if you ever want to visit, I've got the Traveler's Guide that you need to pick up in my hands. I'm going to share it with you tonight. And if you're interested in what I've just said, you're in the right place because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, August 14th, 2020, episode 158 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and almost the entire Hive is with us, four-fifths. Of the hive. I'm really nervous what you actually have in your hands because they're off camera and we can't see. And check. It's big. I'm just saying. It's not that big from what I've heard of. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to show this to you guys. It's very exciting. I've got, uh, I've got, um, oh, who am I kidding? It's a book. It's just a book. It's nothing exciting, but it's fun. And I'm going to say, don't judge a book by its cover. Son of a bitch. Um, my name is Steve Baldwin, and welcome to the show. The show that almost did not happen tonight. We're all exhausted working adults, working 50, 60, 70 Wait. hours a week. Are depending we? On the per, depending on the Hyvian. Wait a minute. I was going to say, are we all working adults? Mm. I, I do. I play Legos. I, we're, I all have... <laughs> we're all adults. Mm. fucking lego playing motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) he you know scott may not have a job per se but he does work (laughs) he works on stuff i do work on things he does self-employment is still a job right 
It's a tough one, but yes. <laughs> is masturbation yes. still sex? Arguably, <laughs> arguably <laughs> in this day and age, it might be, Miko. I mean, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of changes in society, man. It's the safest kind when you think, when you think about it. Um, guys, welcome to the show. Uh, We've got, uh, we're going to go a little out of order. Remember that radio show where they would play the top 25 radio hits, but it was out of order? Remember that what show? In Is that still on? What in the hell are you talking about? Remember that show? It was like on K Rock, and they would start with like number 24. What is radio? <laughs> I don't know. That's I'm, an app, isn't it? Isn't it like iHeart? I heart radio. I'm 50. Right? So it's this little box that you turn on and, you know, people would make noise and it would come out of the box. Isn't that the thing you like turn the Bluetooth on in your car so you can connect your yes. phone to it? Yes. Okay. Yep. Definitely. So out of order like the old, uh, like the old radio program back in the 20s. Hey, hey, Christine doesn't remember this show that you're talking about on K-Rock. We're going to go majorly out of order tonight on the show. For the first time being introduced first ever is Dave under no circumstances ever. And I mean, ever. <laughs> Harry Potter. Dave, welcome to the show. What, what? is happening right now? Oh I'm not sure. I don't know. We're barely going to make it through. Uh, never have we ever been less prepared. For an oh, episode that is, five. That is an out That's and out lie. Let me hang on. That's that is not an out true. Out right there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dave, Greg, and I put a show together in like the last ten minutes before recording, uh, or I'm less sure than. We put a show together while Greg was doing the intro for the show we were already recording. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. Go. I guess I, I guess I should not include my. I, I just should speak for myself then. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. You have to remember all those shows we did without you. Those were, don't talk about flying by the seat of your pants. We didn't even have pants on when we were flying that show. Really? I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't un wear underwear. Yep. Things yep. got to breathe, right? Yeah. Why do you leave that off? That is the best part of that woman's quote. <laughs> I got to add that on there. Also on the show tonight, he's the captain of the Nico Rodriguez. Stevie motherfucking B. Somebody's got to say it tonight because spoiler alert, Greg's not here. Uh, sad. Uh, I'm really gonna miss the little Latvian family living in his beard. Can I think, you can you can you do the Wookie? Can you do the Chewbacca noise just in tribute to the Wookie co-pilot? <clears throat> do it. Thank so, you, sir. So, All right. What do you think? I upset him so much with the Wilmington jokes that he just. Said, I'm out. That's it. <laughs> you know, for I don't, all I, don't think... I was going to say, for all the shit we give Dave for working at um, Smart and Final, I'm pretty sure that Greg's okay. Okay. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Uh, I work at the 99 cent store, for the record. The 99 you know, I tried to give you a promotion. I'm sorry. Star Wars fan! Ivansky. Oh my god, I can't believe I got you guys to do a show tonight. This is so crazy. I actually have nothing planned. It's totally going to collapse. <sighs> uh, I made you all drink coffee. No, I'm so happy to be here. I am, uh, I'm really excited. <laughs> just, to pull the curtain, just to pull the curtain back. Yeah, we're all giving, giving Scott the bird. 
you know, Nico's pulling 70 hours a week. I did an 11 hour day today and everyone's like, oh, I might have to skip out tonight. Really tired. And Scott got on our thread and just, just went bananas on us. Yeah. And then shows God up 15 is... fucking minutes late for the podcast. God is the reason we are here tonight though, for you fans. Blame it on Scott. Yeah. That's me. That's I hate bring it on. You know what? If it Scott, gets to call our podcast, call the damn number. Email us, text us, Twitter, any, I don't care. Just send stuff in. And One yell. star, no stars, five stars, any stars. Give us a review. <laughs> <laughs> or give us stripes if you don't want to give us stars. I mean, we're patriotic either way. Yes. Hey. You guys, you guys don't need me. You're doing great. Uh, well, if you've ever given a rating for our show, go ahead and give another one and let us know what you gave us on the Wretched Hive hotline. That's 562 562- Four five five four four eight three. That's five six two four five five hive. That's H I V E. In case you can't spell hive, motherfuckers. You got them right. And you can also find us very good, Dave, online at Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash wretched hive podcast. You can find us on Twitter at wretched hive pod. None of it's a uh, Russian troll farm, I promise. You can also uh, stream all of our shows from. Episode 1 to episode 158, which is tonight's show, uh, at wretchedhivepodcast.net. That's wretchedhivepodcast.net. Go look episode it up. Episode 158, is that Return of the Rise of the Phantom Menace Strikes Back? It's re- <laughs> Ooh, we're, we've got a great story tonight about... Uh, I did there? I set it up to go full circle. See what I did? Well done, sir. Renaming the Star Wars films. Nico's got a... Nico, Nico you have a... A video that no one's seen that you've uncovered that you're going to share for the first time ever on the Wretched Hive podcast. On the yes, for the first time ever. Yes. On the Wretched Hive podcast. Correct. Yes, uh, it's yes. got like 1.2 million views, but yeah. yeah, there's there's no comma there in that <laughs> sentence at all. That was paused yeah. for dramatic effect, not exactly. for grammatical reasons. Yeah. Let's eat, Grandma. Let's eat, Grandma. <laughs> Two different things. Uh, <laughs> Dirty, dirty man, sir. I t- I'll stop that. Um, so it's show and tell time, guys. I ordered a book, and it cool. showed up in the mail this week. Definitely keep your hands out of frame for this. Yes, I read. I, I, I read. I, I, I still read actual books. Um, this is A Traveler's Guide to Batu, And uh, it is... It is written by uh, Elok Throno, is the name of the author. Now, that is the actual author's name. Is The English name is Cole Horton. So, of course, Elok Throno is the anagram of Cole Horton. Uh, back row. Yes, Dave. What is the font on the cover of that book, Mr. Baldwin? I don't believe it's Sanskrit. Uh, anyone? anyone? Comic Sans! Comic Sans! Oh, this wait, is a no. professional organization, son. We don't use Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Arabesh. That, uh, very well well played, uh, Scott. That is Arabesh on the front, a Traveler's Guide to Batu. Now, what's cool about this book is it is a hardcover book. Uh, but, you know, most, most travel books are, are like a... <laughs> 
<laughs> I said the word hard, so that's funny. Uh, so that would definitely not be required reading for our current president. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Um, most travel books you get are kind of like on a spiral bound or, or soft cover. Uh, but Just like a folders or something. Now, now this is an actual travel. It's like written as if you are an intergalactic traveler and you're going to Black Spire Outpost on Batu. Nice. And and you you're actually going to travel there. It's got like travel tips and and secrets that you can go look at Batu and different places to go and things to see. Oh, one of the really cool things it's got this galaxy map. So I'm going to hold it in front of the camera so you guys can see. Um, it's got all the planets on the map, and you can see it's got like the uh, the core, the uh, outer rim, and so you can see Batu is way out there on the outer rim. Um, yeah, <laughs> I said rim, so that's funny. <laughs> Good yep. job. Uh, Good rim job, Steve. <laughs> um, you've got chapters called uh, A History of Batu, Current Affairs, Politics gets into the um the rebellion the excuse me the resistance and uh the first orders occupation of batu uh flora and fauna day trips from batu black spire outpost that was a really cool sort of hand-drawn map of the uh black spire outpost oh, that's pretty awesome yeah so uh you know less than 20 bucks on amazon and uh it's a fun little read I haven't read the whole thing yet, but uh, it's fun. I, I can't wait. I'm probably going to order a copy myself, but um, that map of the uh, all the planets uh, oh, yeah. and the galaxy, I definitely want to see a copy of that because I have an older Star Wars insider that had an, an amazing detailed map of the galaxy. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to see how they've changed and altered things with the new Disney version of everything. So, right. Uh, I've definitely got to hit you up for at least a, a detailed picture of that thing before I get the new copy. My own Scott, copy. random yeah. question for you, Scott. Yeah. Did you ever subscribe to Bantha Tracks back I, in the day? I was one of the originals. Okay. <sighs> yep. I might still have some of my copies in the garage. I found, I think I have Along with the Ark of the Covenant in your garage. That is in there, actually. For uh, real, so. That is why. <laughs> I swear to God, I actually pulled the Ark of the Covenant out. Uh, it's small. It's about that big. but It's, it's withering with age, as it were. Yeah, a little bit. It shrunk over time. Um, <laughs> has it been in the pool recently? My wife. So, uh, kept it next to the shrink ray for too long. <laughs> but no, I've, I've pulled out about 34 copies of my Star Wars Insider, and I think I found a couple Bantha tracks. So. Now, talking about the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant is in Batu, but it's moved it is it is hidden somewhere in Batu. it is a an easter egg at disneyland in Batu west you can find i've seen it myself with my own eyes yep it is there you have to find it and it's not drawn on the wall it's not a pic it is an actual arc but steve i i need to i need to update something have you guys been when was the last time you went to Batu? Probably in January, before obviously before COVID. Okay, so they move it. I they found. do. 
Oh, really? Okay. Oh. It's a moving Easter egg that you have to find throughout the, the, the town or the outpost. I was just I was just thinking this, like literally, as you guys are having this conversation. What if that warehouse is the connection between the Star Wars universe mm. and the Marvel universe? Because if that arc is showing up in Star Wars now, right? That means that Disney is implying that there's some sort of connection between the Indiana Jones world and the Star Wars universe. And as we know, Star Wars was a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Who's to say that those such things couldn't have shown up somehow, some way into that warehouse? And then, correct me if I'm wrong, has anybody ever tried to make the connection between that warehouse and the Indiana Jones world and the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I'm not sure about that, Nico, but we already know that Steven Spielberg's world of, like, E.T. exists in the Star Wars world because E.T. shows up in The Phantom Menace. Yes. Right, those same creatures do. Right. Right. And maybe not E.T. specifically. Right, right. But yeah, that not yeah, not that specific it's individual, race. but those race, yeah, that race of creature. Yeah, they, and they, they, they are, just talk to the like. I just want to be clear about that. And there are hieroglyphics that look amazingly like R two D two and and C three PO in the Well of the Souls. Yes. In Raiders right. of the Lost Ark that are very right, clearly right. seen. Oh, over yeah. in the and the club is named Club Obi Wan. And THX one one three eight shows up in all of their films. Yep. So there's a lot of connections going on there. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not just the filmmakers, you know, giving props to one another. It's definitely a real life connection yes. in the cinematic universe. Yes. You heard it here first, folks. I'm just waiting to. Uh, I'm just waiting for. Guardians of the Galaxy 6 to go by and see the Millennium Falcon just oh. in like a frame and a half just flash across the screen. That. Okay, this one? This one. Did you see James Gunn? He jumped on a thread where people were like, what's your dream X-Men movie cast? And James Gunn, of all people, jumped in and was like, here are my five characters that I want to have seen in an X-Men movie and got everybody all just, you know, a buzz about the idea like, Wait, does that mean he's going to do an X Men movie after Guardians of the Galaxy three? Holy mm-hmm. shit! And I'm not going to lie, his five his five were pretty interesting. I have to seek that out. I have not seen that. However, as far as characters or actors, yep, his five characters that he would want: Wolverine, uh, Kitty Pride, uh, Dupe, Phantom X, and Storm. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That was his. That was his X Men team that he wants to do, and he was like, "And for the record, dupe is non negotiable." <laughs> okay, all right. I'm going to look into that. Did he name actors that he wanted? No, he just, just he just picked the characters. That was the game. Okay. Wow. All right. I'm going to start. All right. So, you you Floridians that can go to Batu East right now, go pick this book up, and then you'll have a little tour guide there. It looks you. cool. Actually, the next time I am allowed in Casa Baldwin, Steve, I would love to take a look at that. Yes, you may. I will disinfect it thoroughly for you. I'm All right. Gonna, you I need to add something to this because I want to tie in what Nico's talking about with something Dave might get crazy about. So 
here's my theory. Let's talk about that. How can they connect besides the warehouse, Nico? Uh We've been waiting for how many releases and how many years on the new Mutants film. What if Alana Magic is the character from the new Mutants film that can actually bridge all of this together somehow? Using, because she has a connection to, what is it, the Hell World and the Magic World? And she can, and uh, Mojo World. So she could, in theory, be that bridge to it. Also, Doctor Strange. There is a connection between those two. So can we eventually see maybe some Marvel connections in this based on on her involvement if we ever see this film? Maybe. Maybe. I don't, I mean, the New Mutants is clearly just a, you know, an afterthought at this point. They're just looking for a way to, to put it out, but... But even Kevin Feige has said some incredible stuff about it, right? So I think Kevin Feige is just trying to... I think he gets some out. money. Yeah, I think he's just trying to help a brother out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest, if that movie was really, you know, all that in a bag of chips, it would have been released by now. I mean, it's already been the lowest grossing movie for 2017, 2018, and 2019. <laughs> 2020 is almost over. We're not far from it being the you know, third year in a row. Just, I'm just saying, like they, just, it, it, it's like a phantom ship in the night. Like you just, oh look, I saw the new mutants. No, you didn't. That movie's <laughs> never coming out. <laughs> uh, hey Scott, are you ready? Um, no. Let's push it to the end. All right. Yeah. Are you, all right. Are you ready to Crocodile Rock? What are we trying to do here? We have a special. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing, the thing, the thing. Special edition of Scott's Cantina Corner coming okay. up later on in the Wretched Hive. So uh, let's just jump right into the news. Here we go. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. <laughs> No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. So, new year, new toys, and I am amped to hear about a new Millennium Falcon, Scott? Yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, sign I'm, me up. Yeah, let's talk about this. Um, so, you guys all know... Uh, I have quite the collection in uh, Rancho Obi-Wan South. And are we going to get, we're not going to get sued for that, right? I can use that. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible I can use it or possible we're going to get sued. Uh, as long as we just talk about it and don't publish it anywhere, it's probably fine. But I think as long as we're not respect, making money off of it. <laughs> with all make respect money to the, the, the maestro, Steve Sansweet, yeah. the actual, the, the owner and proprietor of Rancho Obi-Wan, the uh, Guinness Book of World Records uh, certified largest privately owned Star Wars collection in the world. Um, he's got nothing on your garage. Hashtag Scott's garage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, we all know that they released a more to scale size uh, Millennium Falcon a few years ago. Uh, they it was, it was nicknamed the big Millennium Falcon or the big MF, uh, which you could have a lot of fun with. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are re-releasing it, which is going to be amazing. Uh, the packaging will be in vintage style. It's going to look like all the stuff we saw back when we were kids in the late 70s, early 80s. And they're doing a few extra things. It's going to be the Batu version of the Falcon. 
uh, with some bonuses. So you're going to get Chewbacca. You're going to get about seven Porgs with it. So you're going to have a little Last Jedi tie-in. And then on top of it, you get the guy that you're seeing in the in the line in queue that's talking to you and walking you through the ride. Uh, oh. Don't know the guy's name. I think he is from the guy that does the uh, the introduction, like in the while you're in the queue. Yeah, I can't remember the the actor or the character's name. Um, but he's the one that kind of walks you through, tells you what's happening. You're part of a mission. He is part of one of the cartoons, and I can't remember his he's name. From the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. So he will be one of the action figures you get. You get some of the actual Batu scenery with it, some of the um, like the little crates, loading crates and stuff. The other fun thing about this is you get two versions of the Falcon. You actually get both radar dishes, so you can have original trilogy or new sequel trilogy. That's Hondo Anaka, by the way, Scott. Hondo Anaka, the character. Yeah. Uh, is he from Rebels or is he from? He's, He's from, from Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Wow, totally losing it on that. Uh, so super excited. It's got all the same stuff with it. It's got the little escape pod. It's got some fun little bonus features. The really cool extra feature is they added another chip to it. So you actually get original trilogy, sound effects, voices, characters, lines, and dialogue. But you also get dialogue from the ride. So I thought that was a nice little addition. But the important question here, Scott, is do we get the original 1970 whatever sound effects to go with it as well no you know i don't think you do nico because <laughs> that's Shame. what would have made me buy it if you could have the original sound effects from the original millennium falcon or pretty much any and all of the you know starship yeah. characters uh, you know what would be great? I'll tell you this. If you could get all the stuff that they have with it and have some sort of little dial, uh, like a download app or, or a connection to a Bluetooth on your phone, and you could just download all the original sound effects from all the original sound That would be cool. You can add oh, them. I would 100% hack yours, Scott. <laughs> just make it say, fuck you, Scott, every time you press the button. <laughs> so, Chewie, get us out of here. Fuck you, Scott. Fuck you, Scott. Yeah. Um, Hey Scott, so I'm 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 seeing this thing on the. Is this a Target exclusive? Yes. Yeah, so this is uh, uh, Target. Um, yeah. I believe it's three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Three. Damn. Hang on. Let's be clear. Three dollars and ninety nine cents or three hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, pre-orders have sold out on the Target.com website. Yeah, there is there is talks of it being available after August thirtieth. But the pre-orders have sold out for it. The the detail on this thing is is impressive. Yeah, that's what she said. It looks really cool. But yeah. does it have a cape room? Mm. Don't know. I mean, this is like even older than the original trilogy Millennium Falcon. So I'm assuming by the time it gets to Batu, all the capes are gone. Yeah. That's. This this is one for Steve right here. Um, we're gonna share this one on our page, but um, let's see. Mm. Can you see it, or do you just? Oh, yeah. I've got I've got you. 
We got Chewbacca holding five porgs right there. <laughs> is it Chewbacca or is it Chewbacca mom? <laughs> mm. So, oh, there is there Nico. Is there a fuck you, Dave? I need <laughs> a I need a sound clip for of Chewbacca mom for Scott. That's something I don't have. Oh, what went on my Christmas list? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anyway, if you can, um, keep watching the website. Check it out if you're interested. I think it's only about 100 bucks more than when the original one came out. So there was a little inflation on that in the price, but it's still – it's an amazing, amazing replica and toy, obviously. But that thing is almost three feet in diameter or two and a half feet in diameter. So Now, Scott, will you be picking this up? I, you know, I would love to, but I already have a Falcon, so um, it's, it's right above you, I believe, Steve. Uh, yes, it is. It's uh, right, uh, just off to my left. Stage right. I have donated quite a few ships to the Hive Studios. That you have. Um, it, it is assisting an X-Wing in the pursuit of a TIE fighter at the moment. <laughs> Come on, kid. We're not out of this yet. <laughs> Yeah, it looks super cool. Uh, boy, three ninety nine. I do not think I will be pulling the the, the trigger on that right away. Yeah. But well, boy, I would love to have it though. Why not, Steve? Uh, you you got to be saving a lot of money on the concerts that you and Mrs. Baldwin are not going to this year. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> good point. I, I that would be my concert budget. My selling my selling point for Lisa. That's like one show. Are you kidding me? I was gonna say yeah. That's that's, just, that's the tickets for one show. Let's be fair. We're yeah. not talking about the the whole evening out at this point. <laughs> no, that that's her ticket plus her drinks. Yeah, yeah. I, I say you get three of them, and that's a that's a Depeche <laughs> concert right there. So you're good. You know I'll call dibs on one. I'll just order five, one for each of us. There we that's, go. That's, I like where you ha- I like where your head is at. I'm not gonna lie. Christmas is coming up. Episode gift. <laughs> you brought this up because you posted in our thread a picture of the power droid, the gonk droid. And yes. I went. I had to go in and pick up some uh, essential stuff at Target and found a bunch of them there. So <gasps> you did? Yeah, did they they had uh, Luke in stormtrooper uh, disguise, gonk oh, droid, wow. and K2SO, and a few others. So yes. So just to explain, so I was sharing with my co-hosts that I went to our, my local Target near where I work on a lunch break, and they had a gronk, a, a gonk droid. Gonk droid, yeah. Gonk droid. Gonk, gonk, little power droid. Yep. And But it was 15 bucks, and I'm like, I, now nah, I'm not going to do it. So then I had a change of heart. I went back, and it was gone. Someone had taken it off the peg. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, of course, now that I don't have it, I'm, I really want to spend that $15 on, you know, <laughs> buy that $15 little square plastic gonk droid to have on my desk. Um, but I can't cause it's gone. So. Cause it's gonk. <laughs> well played. Well played. I also need a gonk sound effect, oh, man. See, we need God, Nico. so much I need so much. I need God, Nico. Uh, Target on Bellflower Boulevard, man. So uh, there you go. All right. Well, if anyone would like to donate to the uh, Wretched Hive uh, Millennium, Millennium Falcon uh, Savings, not so not really a charity fund, but I guess more of a just just for us because you love us. Uh, 
Give us a call on the Rich Dive hotline, 455-4483-562. Uh, don't. Save your money. Don't buy that for us. You know, speaking <laughs> of. listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Steve. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got a new phone uh, oh. for work. They okay. they gave me a, a work phone. Um, unfortunately, it is an iPhone. Ooh, okay. um, my my heart hurt a little bit. They gave me a brand new iPhone XR. Okay. I don't know what that means, but it's a vile creation. Um, but anyway, with that, Not a bad I phone. now have access. Uh, I now have access to uh, the Apple Podcasts. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, you know what? This will be a cool place to to download the show. And while I was there, and I was looking, I think I saw a new five-star review on there i don't know if you've seen it yet but the contents of it i thought were kind of fun Hmm. maybe we can look into that and uh bring it back later on in the show sure Hmm. okay interesting oh i think you're right we do have a new uh review that's great i really appreciate those uh reviews and any review is great but the five star reviews are especially wonderful um yeah nico if you want to if you want to dig that up um we're happy to read it on the air give credit where credit is due from mr fal khan mr m falcon (laughs) (laughs) all right um so, Dave, you had a story that you wanted to cover, uh, and I was reading about this earlier this week. It's a sad, it was a sad day over at uh, Warner Brothers with uh, a bunch of layoffs happening, and unfortunately, with our economy the way it is, and uh, DC Comics was impacted. DC Comics is, of course, a uh, you know very far down the org chart on the list of properties that are owned by... Uh, AOL Time Warner. That's a throwback right there. But uh, yeah, there, I've been saying for a while now this pandemic has been just kind of accentuating and pushing things in directions that they were going to go eventually anyway. It's just accelerating a lot of things. Companies are declaring bankruptcy that probably were going to go bankrupt in the next three to five years anyway, but now it's just happening all at the same time. And Warner Brothers as a whole did a lot of layoffs and a lot of restructuring in light of how the pandemic is pushing the entertainment industry towards online and streaming and away from the typical theatrical distribution model that we're all accustomed to. Uh, Warner Brothers, of course, tried to launch their streaming service answer to Disney Plus and Netflix and Hulu with uh, HBO Max. And that was an incredibly muddled launch because of the mixed brands with HBO. And you can get it if you subscribe to cable still and this and that and the other thing. And it's just, just honestly, it's a fucking giant mess, which is a shame because it's a decent product. It's a, it's a decent enough product, but it's not doing well. Or excuse me, I should say as well as it could. It's mm. no Quibi by a long shot. Quibi is just a waste of freaking space at this point. <laughs> but all these restructurings are coming with an eye towards, hey, streaming's got to be big. It's got to be uniform. And how do we take all of our properties and how do we incorporate them into this new kind of publishing, this new kind of environment that we're all going to be in? And DC Comics, uh, comics in general near and dear to my heart, was was pretty heavily impacted. A good chunk of the editorial staff was laid off, including a lot of senior 
management people, including the editor-in-chief of DC Comics, Bob Harris, who now has the distinction of being in a very small club. I think he's only the second person who has been fired as the editor-in-chief of both Marvel Comics and DC Comics. Wow. Wow. Impressive. Mm. Impressive. Most impressive. I I wanted to talk about this a little bit because I think nobody's coming out and saying it. But I think moves like this, these aren't cost-cutting moves. Like, they've laid off enough people that this is not just, oh, we need to slash payroll by, you know, 15% or something like that. They laid off a lot of the senior leadership. And that is usually indicative of a shift in strategy, a change in business strategy. And we've already seen signs of that from D.C., they laid off one of their uh, their co-publishers earlier in the year, a guy named Dan Didio, who's been with the company for probably 20, 25 years at this point. He was separated from the company. Uh, while the pandemic was going on, DC Comics broke off of its publishing and off of its distribution model and distributor for comic books to direct market shops and went out and got its own you know new little private companies to do this. And that's going to be significant for the long run because – while comic distribution was unified under a single distributor, it was easy for comic shops to have a working business model. All of their orders went to one company, so they had one discount. Mm. Now that DC has moved away, DC is one of the biggest publishers out there. So all of that revenue now theoretically shifts to a different supplier, a different discount structure. There are comic shops that are going to go out of business as a result of that because whatever margins they had are going to be blown away by the idea that now they have to deal with two suppliers instead of one supplier and one unified discount. Mm. I think DC is going to shift towards a more digital strategy, which is going to make Nico very happy. Mm. And we're going to be finding out about that over the next several months. That being said, I'll have you know, I went to my local coffee cafe slash comic book shop here in oceanside it's called panels and it's awesome they have really good coffee and it's a comic shop it's an awesome place when covid's not around if you're uh, anywhere in the north county san diego area um check them out on mission avenue um and i went and ordered the new um what is it uh doomsday clock the dc series mm-hmm. The graphic yeah. novel, two the the two book set, yep. Um, and I I picked up the box, but sh- weirdly enough, the box of the two book set only comes with the second book. And the first book, it just has a little placeholder card, so I had to order the second book, and I've been waiting six weeks for the first book to come in still. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And they've they've put in their order, and I've waited six weeks for that book to come out. And that's not a new release. That's not a. That's just they're not getting DC Comics in. When you go and look at their new comic shelf that they have, it's predominantly Marvel right now. Yeah, that's because DC is using a a new distributor to get their product to comic shops, and a lot of comic shops have said. We're not even going to bother carrying DC at this point because we can't afford to. So, Dave, I'm reading this uh, really quick on Variety here. I mean, listen to these uh, job titles that got laid off. So you've got editor-in-chief, Bob Harris, 
editors Brian Cunningham and Mark Doyle, senior VP of publishing strategy and support services Hank Canals, VP of marketing uh, and VP of global publishing initiatives and digital strategy, all gone. That's what I'm saying. This is not just a salary cutting move. This is we're going to shift strategy. We have to move people out. We're clearing it out and we're going to put a new uh, a new team in place for a new direction and a new heading for how this works. And that's going to be very, very significant for comics overall because they're like I said, there are comic shops that are going to fail without the support, without the ability to offer DC product there. It's yeah. just a reality. Those customers are going to go away. And some of them are just going to leave DC Comics and shift all their money over to Marvel and the other publishers that are still uh, still distributing through Diamond Distribution. Well, now, honestly, Bloodbath at, at uh, DC or Warner Brothers, uh, you gotta say, you gotta give him some credit. He was editor in chief of Marvel in the '90s, about five years, I think it was mid '90s to 2000. At least he made it 10 years this time. <laughs> Well, and in fairness, his time as editor-in-chief of uh, Marvel Comics, uh, he was caught up in the whole disaster that was Marvel of the 1990s under their various ownership groups, where at one point Marvel didn't have an editor-in-chief. Yeah. They had five editors-in-chief of five different product lines under the Marvel brand, of which Bob Harris was one. Yeah. Bob's, Bob rose to fame as the editor of the X-Men, and he was the editor who fired Chris Claremont off of the X-Men after 16 years. Mm. How is this expected to impact television and movies, if if at all? Are are these are, is this group involved with that as well? I mean, there's been hundreds of layoffs, so we're just talking about not, the comics. Right not now, right? not not very heavily, and I mean their their model is similar to the Marvel model in that the Marvel publishing side is not that heavily intertwined with the the Marvel cinematic side. Mm-hmm. Originally, that was not the case, but they kind of severed ties, and as long as Kevin Feige continues to deliver. Those ties will remain very severed and separate. But at the end of the day, the movies are derivative from the comics. So if the comics start sucking, at some point you run out of source material for the movies. To be fair, though, there's a lot more good comics source material still left. We have a lot of good comic source material that's not even been like sniffed at yet. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a a really valid point, Nico. Because you're talking 75 years of incredible stories, but I know Marvel has done an incredible job of taking old Marvel stories and and kind of mashing them up with the new Marvel. So when you say that, Dave, how do you feel about that? Like, do you think DC has some new property that they should be telling in some of these stories, or do you think they should be? telling some of the old stories and working their way up to it, the newer stuff. I think DC does honestly need to step away from the Bob Harris model of producing comics, simply because if you look at the the Marvel model, are they really, are they really drawing a lot from the nineties era that Bob Harris was responsible for? Because, because they're not right. Yeah. They're drawing from the sixties, seventies, eighties and the aughts. They're not really doing a lot with the nineties stuff. Hmm. And I, I, you know, respect to Mr. Harris because he's been doing this job successfully for a long time for a lot of companies, and he probably knows how to do it way, way better than I do. But I don't know that what he does adapts to other mediums really at all, you know, at all. 
let alone successfully, just at all. So, well, I mean, the DC theatrical universe has not had a lot of success. I mean, of uh, recently, anyway. I mean, of course, there's the you know, the, the Batman has had some success, yes, but I mean, beyond that, it it doesn't seem I, I you know there's been a lot more to to laugh about than to uh, celebrate. At least, at least in the last decade. And, and here's and here's where things really get interesting. Is the other kind of st- the other story that I've been watching this week on on the shifting media landscape, and talking about DC Comics. All I can talk about is that something big is coming. It's in process. We just don't know what it is yet. We probably won't for another couple months. But something big is coming. The other thing that's happening is on the streaming side. You look at Disney. They have announced that they are releasing Mulan in theaters, but they are also going to simultaneously release it on Disney Plus for a fee. Right. So you can watch it from home if you are not willing to go to the theaters. You can like pay 30, 30 bucks or something. Yeah. 30 bucks and own it and watch it from home whenever you want. And that is I have to say that's not a bad deal. It's really not. Yeah. I mean, because if what you're you going to spend for a movie theater, right? Nico, it's like people. more than 30. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, a movie ticket at any of the theaters around me is like 18 bucks. So that's less than two tickets. Plus, you're looking at popcorn and drinks and whatever snacks and dinner before. That's you know for for the difference of what you would pay for those tickets and all the rest of that stuff. You stay home, you know, have a a, a better beer than what they would serve you at whatever you know theater. I don't know about you guys. My my theater serves beers, but it's like you get Blue Moon or Coors Light, um, you know. Uh, you whatever kind of uh, atmosphere you tough. want here at home, you don't have to worry about the kid. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the kid behind you kicking your chair and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's a killer deal. Yeah, so, especially so for like the big families. You got six people, you know, mom, dad, and four kids. You're saving so much money doing it that way. So yeah. let me throw out my theory on this. I think Mulan is a test case for their other big movie that they're holding. Disney's been holding two movies, right? Mulan Black Widow. and the Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah. And I think if they see a big shift or they see like, oh, shit, people are receptive to this and it works, we're going to get Black Widow available for uh, home viewing sometime around the holidays because I don't know that movie theater is going to be ready in the United States to distribute a movie in November when they're currently targeting it. And I don't know that they can hold off on not releasing that movie for too much longer. Yeah. Dave, you make a great point, Nico, you too, about the, the price on it. 30 bucks at first is kind of like, wow, that's a lot. But if you really think about it in the price of tickets and how many people have kids and go to these types of films, Mulan is a genius move on their part because those films have a tendency to be their massive blockbuster films in the year that really build the revenue for them throughout their theater-going uh, time. But my big thing about that is if, if the details are correct, you pay for that movie, it stays on Disney Plus. Like you rent stuff on all these other platforms, it goes away after 48 hours or 72 hours. Mm-hmm. You keep that, and it's not something like other people are going to have to wait until it comes out on Disney Plus. You'll actually have it there. So you might have a five month window where you get Mulan where nobody else is getting it. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. in a territory that has it in theaters, but even then, the theater 
time runs out. So you'll have a, a gap time in there where you'll have it at all times. Yeah. That's a genius well, movie. What's interesting about a movie like Mulan for Disney also, Disney's got so much fuck you money that for other studios, Mulan is almost like a tentpole film for some studios. Yeah. But for Disney, it's like a, a fair risk to take to like try this with yeah. them, with Mulan, because then if it works, you've got the Black Widow in your back pocket. Yeah, well, look at the last two years, Steve. You say temple film. Disney has, what, 10 temple films in a, in a year. So True. seriously, oh, Mulan? Yeah, see if we can make, you know, a billion dollars off Disney Plus just by throwing yep. it out there for 30 bucks. Yeah. Eh. But and, I, uh, virtually any other studio outside of Disney, you, and, you, and you spend, I don't know, however much they spend on Mulan, I'm guessing between 175 and 200 million. On that, on on a movie like that, live action Mulan, you're expecting a big draw. Yeah. If if, if Disney breaks even with Mulan, it's fine. That's fine. They don't care. You're yeah. You experiment with it. But but even then, let's just say that happens. They're not going to break even. They're going to make money because how many people are going to be drawn to purchase Disney Plus? Yeah. You still have that the subscription fees, and then on top of that. The people that will be coming in later on when it does start to show up. <clears throat> yep. All right. Thanks, Dave. That's uh, good stuff. Um, interesting. Are you okay there, Scott? <laughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> I'm here. I'm alive. All right. You're here. Uh, there was a Star Wars related video that went viral in a big way. Um, about two weeks ago on August 1st, uh, and we, right we, after we recorded, we, yeah, yeah. The day after we recorded, uh, a couple days after they yeah, had, it always happens to us. Um, we would break a lot of news on this show if it wasn't for that darn internet. Um, uh, so, and we need to cover this. We haven't had a chance to talk about this one. Why every star Wars film has the wrong title and Nico, you're taking the lead on this, my friend. Um, break this down for us. What are we gonna? What are we about to hear? Well, first of all, I want to proudly say that y'all are about to hear the voice of a millennial <laughs> blow your minds. Mm, true. And I'm not too proud to say that it's not even going to be mine. There's another millennial out there. That is just as smart and capable as I am. And I am no. so proud of him for this. <laughs> uh, second of all, you're about to hear why every Star Wars title in nine films, the entire episodic saga of the Star Wars universe, they're all wrong. They're all wrong. Guys, do you feel like Nico's pouring some salt into like freshly cut wounds on us. Is, it, is this a millennial thing? Are you are you feeling the power? We've been doing the show for okay, almost five years with Nico. It's death by a thousand cuts. I mean that's <laughs> what it is. Every every episode, it's a tss, tss, tss. And then we're bleeding to death. Oh yeah. At the end of five years. All right, Nico. Here we go. We're gonna play the whole thing. It's fifty six seconds long. Why, and it's it's it, and I I gotta agree with Nico. It's fifty six seconds of mind blowing, 
frankly, uh, just logic that is I, – I wish I had thought about it. I it's wish one I wanted to smoke things, a cigarette after finding this, to be perfectly honest. It's one of those things that makes so much sense that you're angry at yourself for not thinking of it first. Right? Exactly. This is YouTube.com, Why Every Star Wars Film Has the Wrong Title. Uh, listen to this. This is why every Star Wars film has the wrong title. What happens in Episode 1? We meet Anakin Skywalker, the Rise of Skywalker. Years later, we find out that Palpatine, leader of the Sith, have ordered an army to destroy the Jedi. Revenge of the Sith. In Episode 3, Order 66 happens, and the clones attack. Attack of the clones. In Episode 4, Obi-Wan teaches Luke that it's time for the Jedi to return. Return of the Jedi. In Episode 5, Yoda teaches Luke how to use the Force. The Force awakens. In Episode 6, both Yoda and Anakin die, which makes Luke the last Jedi. After the Empire is destroyed, a new Empire comes. The Empire strikes back. Come on, guys. In Episode 8, Luke trains Rey and then sacrifices himself to give the Resistance a new hope. Finally, in Episode 9, Palpatine returns from the dead, making him the Phantom Menace. Damn. Oh, I'm sad. That cut off the very end. And just so you guys know, in the original, that's from TikTok. Uh, TikTok user Fake Disney News. And this kid is genius. The way he signs off on that video, if you haven't seen it yet yourself, I highly recommend looking it up. He f- he signs off. This has been my TED Talk. Thank you very much for listening. Disney, hire me. <laughs> and then drops he, he calls the fucking shot. mic. He calls that, the fucking shot. Yeah. It was genius, and I'm so proud and angry at the same time. They need to have him on the Star Wars show. They really do. Somewhere. Star yeah, it's it's genius. So let's so let's break this down. So he, I mean, it, it just makes so much. Oh, sorry, it makes so much sense. It's just ridiculous that no one has thought about this before. So you know, episode one. Uh. The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise, of, the Rise Skywalker. of Skywalker. Yeah, we meet Anakin for the he, first time, and it's the first Skywalkers that we meet, and it's his rise. By the way, what's brilliant about this is that there's no need to make up any Star Wars titles or to change any Star Wars title. It's just that no, you're just, you're just rearranging. rearranging. Yeah. It's yeah. genius. It, it's a game I can't believe we never thought to play before. <laughs> <laughs> like, how many, how many fucking stupid things have we talked about on this show? And we've never been like, hey, what if you just rearranged all the titles in the Star Wars movies? I don't, I don't know, Dave. How many episodes has Scott been on? Oh, damn. Wow. Oh. And, and when the the first I heard about this, someone said episode one should be um, uh, sorry, uh, should be the rise of Skywalker and episode nine should be the Phantom Menace. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't realize that all of the other ones were misplaced as well. And so when I saw that video, I was like, oh, my God, that's it's just like it's like perfection. when you read a word that's like eight letters long and somewhere in the middle like three of them are just kind of mixed around but your brain still reads the word the right way yes like it makes sense but it's like wrong but it makes sense yeah yeah it's incredible it really Uh, is i i love that um one of my favorites is um episode four Yoda teaches luke how to use the force the force awakens Oh, that's ep- that's actually episode five. He's recommending as the Force Awakens. Makes total sense. The Force yeah. has been dormant, and uh, Yoda is in hiding. This is a good one too. I uh, love episode four here. 
Obi-Wan teaches Luke that it's time for the Jedi to return. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Episode four <laughs> is Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's time for the Jedi to return. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I love I love when he goes into episode seven and he's like, the Empire comes back. Come on, guys. The Empire strikes back. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I feel up. you, guy. I, I feel you. The new Empire comes. The Empire strikes back. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> it's like, he's just like angry that he's having to explain this to us and that I can't blame him. I really can't. Well, for once, he a typical millennial is getting it right. I mean, whoa, 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 for what? For what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I'll have you know, he got it right nine times at least. He did. Yeah, and Nico, how long have we been doing this show, and how long have you been? I don't know. You know what? I will say that if we think about it, this entire clip and this entire premise is all about numbers. And as we know here on the Wretched Hive, math is hard. <laughs> math is hard. Uh, here's episode eight. Episode eight, Luke trains Ray and then sacrifices himself to give the resistance a new hope. <laughs> so good. It's so perfect. Yeah. This kid's a genius. And literally, Disney, hire him. Please. Yes, right now. The only thing hire him. is yakety sax in the background. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a mix between yakety sax and uh it's like a one of the canteen songs the cantina songs yeah yeah benny hill should have been in star wars <laughs> what what star wars character could uh could benny hills play with yakety sax in the background he could have been one of those uh what a one of the members of the band playing yakety sax the mobile nodes the Big mobile nodes yeah wasn't Big he on the band. holiday special oh that would be great if he was I can see a scene where like <laughs> C-3PO is chasing R2 around somewhere and that song's just playing in the back. Oh, yeah. Like sped up a little bit. I just want to say thanks a lot, Dave, because now I've got Benny Hill running through the holiday special honking B. Arthur's breast and then running off the screen. So <laughs> that's, that's, your, that's your assignment this week, Mr. Kraft. I'm going to say, your, your psyche is a little different, isn't it, Scott? Oh my God! Hey, uh, Scott. Yeah. Are we ready? You know what? We've had a little hiccup, so I'm gonna roll with it. I've got a, I've got a backup plan. So, I'm kind of, I'm kind of bummed, but let's just do this, and uh, you'll, you'll have fun with it. But you One know what? If you, if you go to Scott's canteen, I still can't say it. If you go to Scott's cantina corner too frequently, you do get the hiccup sometimes a little bit. You do. All right. It's fine. We can do it. We can do this, Steve. All yeah. right. It's time for another episode of Scott's Cantina Corner. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? At Scott's Cantina Corner. We don't serve their kind here. What? I think I'll have a drink. Scott's Cantina Corner. All right, Scott, what do you got for us uh, this week in the cantina? Well, first of all, Steve, I just have to say, whoever is ripping up on the ukulele right there is killer. That little slide solo right there, oh, genius. Uh, um, and 2020, Scott, we say it's, it's fire. fire. Uh, I will look that up while you talk, and it's this kid on YouTube, and he absolutely shreds on the ukulele. So I will find that. Okay. 
guys, I'm, I'm sorry to say I did have something special lined up. It kind of fell through at the last minute, but I do have a backup plan. Uh, Scott's Cantina Corner. A uh, couple exciting, fun things coming on this episode. Um, I just want to say the, the drink we're going to be talking about this episode is the Margarita. So uh, I'm excited to show you guys the amazing mixture. Yes, sir. Dave, jump on it. The Margarita or the Margarita? No. Oh, or is it? It's the Darth Margarita. <laughs> Ooh, a different uh, direction and a better one. Yes, it is. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to show you guys. It is a traditional margarita with some added fun Star Wars uh, excitement in there. But tonight I was supposed to have a special guest on. And since this person couldn't make it, we had a little hiccup on getting connected here. I do have a visual for you guys, and I'll mention it once it goes. We have the Wretched Hives, Jackie Michelle. Jackie Michelle. Hey. Oh. So, we miss you, Jackie. Yeah, um, Jackie couldn't make it. She had a little hang-up with some family stuff going on. But uh, Jackie is our special guest on Scott's Cantina Corner this time. Uh, nice. She, she makes an appearance. Uh, Jackie is also a bartender down in San Diego. She works for, um, oh, my goodness, the Till 2 Club. Oh, nice. Nice. So Jackie Michelle is actually your guest in Scott's Cantina Corner making the Darth Margarita. That is correct. That is awesome. correct. Hey, Scott, a uh, quick shout out to Feng E. That's F-E-N-G-E, Feng E on YouTube, who plays the Cantina Band uh, theme on ukulele. for It's the theme song we're using for Scott's Cantina Corner. That is awesome. Uh, we need yeah. to put that on there on the episodes uh, in the in the credits. So yes. I will definitely update that. And yeah, if you check if you check out the video, which I highly recommend, this kid's ukulele. If you look at the bridge of it, it's got the Death Star, it's got Tie Fighters. There's a little Millennium Falcon on the bridge under his strings, and it is so freaking rad. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, guys. I can't wait for you to see this. I got some new video features on it. I got a guest on it. Jackie's going to be there. And we really, in the best way possible, bastardize this drink. So you're going to really love it. It definitely looks like Darth Maul. So I'm excited. Ooh, I can't wait. That's going to be great. And for all you hardcore, wonderful drinkers out there, this is an authentic margarita this isn't a margarita mix this is a true margarita which comes from a drink i believe called the picador back in the mid 1800s huh so so this, so this is not out of a mix that you buy at the store this is actually like liqueurs and yes different things that you're actually making a a margarita out of raw ingredients i made a special run wearing my star wars mask to pick up the liqueurs that i needed <laughs> for this uh so real quick it was a picador originally i believe and they changed it to a a multi-drink uh interchangeable drink called the daisy so you could have a whiskey daisy a tequila daisy all this stuff in the late 1800s it eventually became the tequila daisy translated came out to margarita there's a long history behind it but that's how we got the term margarita those are the drinks 
that I will be making with the added Darth Maul effects in there. So I can't wait for you guys to see this thing. Nice. Now, do you want to throw out the ingredients? Do you have the ingredients list that you can share or do you want people to watch the video? Well, I do want them to see the video, but real quick, it's a really simplified version of what a lot of people think is a margarita, but a margarita is basically two ounces of a really nice silver, or uh, I believe it's called a, um, uh, oh my goodness, I forgot the name of it. Uh, it's, on the, it's on the video, but um, two types of different tequilas, whatever your choice or your preference is, one's an aged tequila or a silver, a really nice silver tequila. Um, we go with, a lot of people use an orange liqueur. I went with Cointreau. And um, the other is freshly uh, squeezed lime juice. Uh, and then I've added the Darth Maul effects into it. It is um, lime around the outside rim, salted, but instead of standard salt, we do have red or pink Himalayan salt mm. with blood red stripes that will drip down the glass. So I am to show you this. It Excellent. is badass looking. <laughs> that sounds great. It tastes so good. Cool. So good. All right. Guys, I hate to disappoint you. No Star Wars tweet of the week tonight. What? You did that because Greg's not on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Unprepared. No, Greg, no Are you tweet. sure? Uh, unless you guys have one. Does someone have one? There was a Mark Hamill tweet that I thought was pretty good. I find it. Working on it. I'm going to effort that. Of the week. Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right! It's the Star Wars Tweet of the Week. We would never, ever leave you hanging without... A Star Wars Tweet of the Week at the end of the Wretched Hive podcast. Only here will you find such fantastic entertainment. The culmination of everything that is Star Wars and humor wrapped up into one tweet. And David Potter has it for us tonight. David, what do you got for us? So uh, people may remember uh, Anthony Scaramucci, who was uh, White House Communications Director for all of like 16 seconds uh, back at some point in the Trump administration and has now made a name for himself as hmm? 10 days, I think 10 days, 10 days, 16 seconds. What men always exaggerate the time. So I just figured (laughs) they're high round it down to the accurate number. But he was on a Fox News interview and he got in because Scaramucci is now a very noted anti Trumper. Anybody but Trump. Get, get the man out of office. Yep. And he was on Fox News and shockingly got into it with the Fox News interviewer. And even less shockingly than that, uh, the president, Donald Trump, responded to that with a tweet uh, just trashing Scaramucci. Uh, what does he got here? Our president, President Donald John Trump, treats Andrew Scaramucci, who just made a fool of himself as he got taken apart by Fox News' Steve Hilton, only lasted 11 days in his favorite of all-time administration before being fired for, again, making a fool of himself. Anthony is a loser who begged to come back. I said, no thanks. (laughs) Is no thanks in all caps? No, no, there's no Uh, all caps there. But uh, Mark Hamill actually responded to that. <laughs> yes. You can always count on Mark Hamill. National oh. Twitter National Treasure Mark Hamill responded and said, 
It's reassuring to know that between all the golfing, watching TV, making up mean girl nicknames for political rivals, botching the response to the COVID pandemic while being the most incompetent POTUS ever, he still finds time to be petty and vindictive. Hashtag tremendous multitasker. (laughs) And that, folks, is your Star Wars Tweet of the Week. Yeah, baby. Dave, is that the first time you handled the Star Wars Tweet of the Week? I think so. Well done. You're welcome. Man, out the gate, crushed it. You're welcome, America. Who needs Greg? Dave Potter. Screw that guy. You know what he should do? He should just stay home. That's right. This guy literally ran the show for like two months. He's like, screw that guy. You know, you're not here, you're going to get bashed. That's just the way it is. It is. Just the way it is. Just the way it is. Uh, guys, episode 158 of the show is in the books. Um, and if you would like to tell us how it went, feel free to give us a call on the Wretched Hive hotline. We are so jam-packed with voicemails, I can't even get to them all. Uh, There's so many on there. You might not be able to leave a message, but you can try uh, by calling 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell HIVE. You got that right. And you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast on Twitter at Wretched Hive Pod and online on the web at WretchedHivePodcast.net. Guys, that was a fun show. Episode 158 is in the books. Any final thoughts? Yeah. yeah. Scott, where... where, Sorry, let me jump in. Where can people see the video for Scott's Cantina Corner this week? Um, It will be up on my YouTube channel, which will be all connected to all of our Wretched Hive uh, social media outlets. All right. Um... But if you really want to check it out, just find Scott Ivansky on YouTube. You'll find my channel out there. That's E-V-A-N-S-K-E-Y. But it will be up uh, when we post this show on Friday. Scott, are you on Twitter by chance? I am. Well, I am, but I don't want to give out that Twitter. All right. You can find it on my Twitter at Baldwin here or at the Wretched Hive podcast at Wretched Hive pod. Guys, have a great couple of weeks and may the force be with us all. Yeah. Nice. That was hot. God, Nico. <laughs> God, Nico. We just did a double Wookie. That's awesome. I think we did. <laughs> I miss Greg.